Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. All right, welcome to episode 174 of the Habs 360 podcast for this Saturday, April 2nd, 2016. My name is Chris G at ChrisG1980. And joining me, editor-in-chief and owner of the All Habs Network of Sites. His name is Rick Stevens. How are you doing, Rick? Doing great, Chris. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Busy show like uh, it is every week here on the Habs 360 podcast. Joining us in about uh, 15 minutes' time, 15 to 20 minutes' time, will be Brian Rogers, who is the uh, play-by-play broadcaster of the uh, St. John Icecaps. So it'll be good for us to get the latest news about them. And a lot of Icecaps players here in Montreal, a lot of movement over there. So we'll get some updates on everything going on with the the AHL team. Our question of the day, it's pretty simple. Carey Price, he joined a team on their road trip in Florida. He he was with a team in Tampa Bay, and he's with them in Florida right now as the Canadians face the Florida Panthers tonight. And we want to know, should Carey Price start a game before the end of the regular season? You can let us know via Twitter, at Habs360, and you can also visit the All Habs Facebook page and leave your comments uh, on the Facebook page, and we'll discuss your tweets and our comments on that subject in later on today's episode, and we'll let you know when the phone lines will be open to discuss that topic. And now it's time for this week's Winners and Losers on Habs 360. Winners and Losers, very popular segment here on the Habs 360 podcast. Habs 360, the most informative and interactive podcast. And, well, you're lucky because this is also the most popular segment on any podcast that exists out there. It's the Winners and the Losers. And, Rick, let's get it started. Let's start off positive with uh, the winners. Absolutely. Um, and since we're, we're kind of focusing on goaltenders um, today, let's, let's start with a goaltender. And the the Canadians have a new one of those uh, in their system. His name is Charlie Lindgren. He was um, a free agent 
playing for the St. Cloud State Huskies. Um, Mark Bergevin calls him the best free agent goaltender available uh, in the U.S. college system. Um, he, he posted an incredible um, record this season. Uh, out of his 40 games, it, he had a record of 39-1, and one, uh, 2.13 goals against, and a, a 9.25 save percentage. Um, he, he's 22 years old. Um, also, I should mention he was a, uh, he is a finalist for the Mike Richter award. That's the, uh, top, uh, goaltending award in the NCAA. Um, so he signed a two year uh, deal with the Canadians and, you know, he must have a pretty good agent as well because the agent, um, you know, Charlie had a few, offers, uh, several offers to choose from, but he managed to negotiate or the agent uh, did uh, to be on the Canadians lineup for the rest of, of the regular season. Um, and that meant that uh, Ben Scrivens was dispatched to um, St. John's after passing through waivers, uh, but a new prospect on the horizon and that his name is Charlie Lindgren. And as well, he was, it was also announced that he will be starting at least one game before the end of the season. If I'd, uh, if I'd predict some, a game, it would probably be the game against the Hurricanes on Thursday on the road. And the, there was a lot of interest from other teams as well when it comes to our Charlie Lindgren. And just something to keep in mind, the last time the Canadians acquired a player that a lot of teams wanted, uh, a free agent, his name was Yuchi Seikach. And, well, where is he now? So let's see uh, what that brings. I'm mostly curious on what this signing has to do with the future in Canadian's goaltending, but we're going to tackle that uh, later on today's episode. Vanek is another name that kind of falls in that category, as I remember. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But I still found that Vanek brought more to the team than Seikats did. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) I'll go with the next runner-up for winners of the week. So it's um, he's got eight points in the last nine games. It's Sven Andrigero. Just this week, since our last episode, he got one goal, three assists, and he went uh, plus three. And he did that by playing on the third line with uh, Philip Dano, who also had a, a, a decent week. Dano went, scored two goals. One of them was an empty net and went plus three. And uh, David Dernet was the, the center of that line. And I guess this is a side note. Boy, did, does David Dernet look better when he plays on the third line compared to playing on the first line. Uh, Dernet, a little bit off topic here, but he scored uh, a goal as well in the game against the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So Sven Andrigero, he he's going to fight uh, for a top six position with the Canadians next year and he had a great week this week so Sven Andrigetto a runner-up for winner of the week yeah and and Andrigetto was um, named second star in the game against the Red Wings and uh, for that game at least part of the game he played uh, with Max Pacioretty and Alex Galchenyuk and um, that kind of slides right into um, we're going to give uh, our next runner-up to those two um Alex Galchenyuk, Max Pacioretty, um, you know, at the, the beginning of the season, um, they played uh, two games together and um, Michelle Therrien had seen enough. Uh, they played against, uh, it was against the, the Red Wings and against the Bruins. Uh, they played against Datsuk and, and against uh, Bergeron, pretty tough defensive forwards, had, had no chemistry in Therrien's uh, mind but when brought together have shown nothing but chemistry. Uh, they've been great together. Pacioretty was the first star in that game against the Red Wings um, with two goals. Um, and, and Pacioretty says about his, his play with Alex Galchenyuk that, um, you know, he's noticed, he said the nice part, they've, they've been plugging guys in on the right side and, um, uh, the the duo has found success no matter who's in there, and um, uh, Max Pacioretty is a big proponent of of of, of keeping duos together, um, and uh, seems to have found some very good chemistry with Alex Galchenyuk. And it's an interesting race. 
between those two players from now until game 82, which is over the next uh, eight days. Both players have 27 goals. Who will finish on top of the race? And here, let's throw it out there. Rick, we think he's going to finish on top of the scoring race. Patrick or Galchenyuk? I'll tell you. Um, I'll go with Galchenyuk. I'll go Galchenyuk. We're uh, supposed to sense. disagree, I know. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, I'll take Patrick then. <laughs> It's, it, it'll be close. It, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure it'll be interesting. I, so. I hope they both get 30. Honestly, I hope they both get 30. You're right. That's the third option. They could, they, they could finish tied for, uh, for the race. And now it's time to announce our big, our winner of the week. And while a lot of talk about goaltending in today's episode, and while the winner of the week is Canadian's goaltender. He's the starting goaltender right now as it stands, Mike Condon. And the week started off for him by being announced the Montreal Canadiens candidate for the Bill Masterton Trophy. Uh, let's hear uh, Condon's comments. Uh, it's 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 nice. It's not it's nice to you know kind of get that that recognition, but it's it's not what uh what I'm after. It's not what uh. You know, as a team, what we're what we're trying to do. Um, you know, I'm not a not a guy who really likes the spotlight or or, or the attention. So, um, you know, it's just very humbling. So he, it was the the selection of uh, Mike Condon was done by the Montreal chapter of the Professional Hockey Writers Association, and they mentioned that throughout the season he has been a true example of sportsmanship, perseverance, and uh, determination and the Bill Maston Trophy, for those who don't know, is awarded to the NHL player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. So every team has a representative for that trophy, and then at the award ceremony, the um, the winner is announced. The last Montreal Canadiens player to win. The uh, Bill Masherton was Max Pacioretty in 2011-2012. In, uh, when it comes as well to Mike Condon, he recorded his first shutout in the NHL, his first shutout of the season against the Tampa Bay Lightning as the Canadians beat them on Thursday in Tampa by a score of 3 to nothing. And while the Canadians have set many records, franchise records this year, Mike Condon did that, did that on Thursday as he became the first Montreal goaltender ever to record a shutout in Tampa Bay. So nobody's done that from the Canadians before. And that shutout in the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the last time Canadians had a shutout, it was 70 games prior to that. So lots of action in between. So for those reasons, I think that Mike Condon deserves to be our winner of the week. Absolutely. Um, he set another uh, kind of mark uh, with that shutout. And uh, as Eric Ingalls pointed out, no goalie in the NHL had played more games this season without recording a shutout. Um, it, 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 you know, uh, it, they don't, when he's telling his grandchildren, he'll, he'll talk about how he stood on his head. Uh, it wasn't quite that game against the Lightning. Um, I think, it, it, yeah, it was Sergio Mameso that said on the broadcast that it was a, could be, uh, quantified as a as a as a team shutout he didn't really steal the game um he only had to face three shots in the third period but regardless it's a huge hurdle for him a huge um, achievement and a bit of a rough season so uh, great on Mike Condon yeah we'll talk about more about it the future with how the impact of the signing of uh, Charlie Lindgren did uh, later on today's uh, today's episode so let's move on so, now to our losers of the week. So Rick, why don't you get us started? Uh, you go first. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I know you 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 were perturbed at a bit of a, a, a survey that that appeared uh, this year this uh, week. So why don't you take that? Sure. So this was a poll that was uh, published by the Toronto Sun. It's a post media poll. Uh, I'm just looking for the date here. It was posted on Monday, Monday, March 28th. And they polled fans and players. So it was an online survey for fans. It was a 1,000 fans approximately that completed the survey. And they polled uh, between 25 and 30 players, depending on the question. So 
So right there, when you're looking at a, a sample size of 25, sorry, I'm talking about the player side of the poll right now. When you're looking at 25 out of what the 700 players that there is in the league, the sample is very, very small. So I don't think it's uh, significant enough to mean anything. So just uh, just based on that fact, I think the poll itself was um, was a little stupid. One category that stood out, and we're keeping it here on Montreal Canadiens related, is there was a question asked on who is the most overrated player in the league. The fan voting had P.K. Subban finishing first place. And the player, and this was 10.2%. Of the votes and the players, uh, 28 players answered this particular question. They had PK PK Subban second place behind Phil Kessel, but you know, Phil Kessel is. uh, I don't think I need to say anything more for uh, for that. When it comes to the online poll, post media very anglophone there's not much presence in quebec so right there you know it's a lot of uh, anglophones the rest of canada people who have voted on that poll and when it could be players could be players that you know have faced pk suban that could be i don't know jealous of his talented when you're saying he's overrated are they saying you know is what do you mean by overrated that Maybe those players don't think that P.K. Subban is the best defenseman in the league. If that's the case, I understand him, right? I don't think here, on at least not in this podcast, we haven't said that P.K. Subban is the best defenseman in the league. He's one of the, the, the best defensemen, top five, top ten, whatever the argument uh, is there, that's, that's fine. So, so in that point, I understand if we look at P.K. Subban's impact since his injury, Canadian's power play has been 2-for-26 without P.K. Subban. That's a little under 8% success rate, so that's pretty crappy. If you look on the penalty kill side, without P.K. Subban since his injury, the, the success rate has been under 70. So that's that's kind of bad. So... So that being said, this poll, post-media, the post-media poll, as it was branded on the article, to me, it's stupid. And the people who put it up there, I consider them are losers. All right. I, I think you uh, covered that pretty completely. Uh, and and I know we only got a couple minutes left here. So I'll, uh, I just think, you know, the Montrealers certainly overrate um, uh, PK Subban just because of their love for him, they see him on and off the ice and and appreciate um, you know what he does overall. Uh, but I think you're right on the on the survey itself. Um, very quickly, number two, we're going to have Stefan Matteau. Uh, you know, I think I don't think there's any argument that he hasn't shown anything whatsoever since uh, he arrived. And the Devils might have been right about him. Uh, Twelve um, games he's played, he's just got an assist and is a minus. Um, you know, Darren, Darren Dietz has more shots on goal than, than does uh, Stefan Matteau. Um, so if, yeah, let's, let's leave that and, and, and go on to the next one. Um, you take the next one. Sure. So this started uh, last Saturday following the game between the Rangers and the Canadians at the Bell Center. It was a game that the New York Rangers destroyed the Canadians by a score of uh, five to two. And, it all started with the post-game press conference, and let's hear the question that was asked to the coach. What was it about uh, Mike McCarron's game that in the first period he was out there on the power play, and then he got away from that work? What was what you call, what was your question? McCarron was out there in the first yeah, period on the power play, yeah. and then you went away from that look for the rest of the game. Yeah. Just why? What was it about his game that you went away from it? I thought that Grand was uh, was doing a decent job with the uh, tonight. So I think it was a fair question that was asked by the reporter on Michael McCarron's ice time. During that time, the press conference was being broadcasted live on a TVA Sports following the game. And let's just quickly hear uh, the comments that uh, we'll hear first from Dave Morissette and Mike Bossy. 
Mike, qu'est-ce que tu disais? Non, je disais, puis ça, ça paraît tellement. Quand tu es le média anglo, anglophone qui pose une question, tu vois que Michel, là, la face, il change. Mais, 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 mais tu sais pourquoi? Je le sais. Depuis mais... que Michel Tarien est engagé, on veut le congédier du côté des Anglais. Mais non, je le sais. Que, je... Moi, mon, mon travail à moi, c'est de la radio en anglais des non, fois, puis je le sais, c'est plate. Là, ils ont des, ça, ils ont des on dirait qu'ils ont un mandat, là. Ouais. Puis, à quelque part, mais, en tout cas, on ne reviendra pas là-dessus, <rire> mais... All right, so I'll translate that. Dave Morissette, in that clip, says that the English folks have wanted Michel Terrier fired since he was hired. And then Mike Bossy, um, he agrees to that, and he says that that's their... Uh, they even have a mandate to do that, and Michel Terrier isn't happy with the English media. So that whole situation, I've, I want to talk about now, Morissette and uh, Michael Bossy. It's a word that I've used a lot so far in today's episode, but I find that stupid as well. Why would the English media want, want Michel Terrier to get fired uh, since day one? And why would it be because of the language? Why would they do that when they know that if the Canadian's replacement coach would also speak French? Like, we all know that. Whether or not we agree with that's the right decision the Canadians need to take. So that being said, regardless of that, there's no reason for the media to want Michel Terrier fired because of language. And just to take that one step further, I think Dave Morissette, I think Michael Bossy, should read, listen to the rest of the French media because there's a lot of their French colleagues who also don't want Michel Terrien to be back next season. Yeah, I, I think it's... Um, they brought discredit to themselves. There are plenty of reasons for Michel Terrien to be... Plenty of legitimate reasons for Michel Terrien to be fired and and just, you know, look at this December to, to begin... And they've they've disqualified themselves as as uh, hockey analysts, and and they're they're into the territory of being language advocates, and and uh, it was it was sad, and and you know it, it erupted on Twitter. Brian Wilde took them to task, and and uh, and others. It, uh, it really really sad, really really sad. Um, and uh, as I said, they they brought discredit on themselves. So, Rick, so, you want to tell us who our big losers of the week are? Our big loser of the week um, kind of lump into a category. Um, we've got Gary Batman, we've got Coley Campbell, um, and we're going to add Bob McKenzie in there. Although I like Bob McKenzie, and, and, but I, he needs, he deserves to be there too. This is all about the uh, email dump that happened this week um, in the case uh, concerning concussions. Um, uh, the NHL was forced to to release uh, private emails, um, and you know it's been been pretty clear that Coley Campbell deserves a, a lot of criticism. Gary Batman too for their the language, their tone, their attitude towards the concussions, and they've been getting hammered on social media and deservedly so. But I'm going to direct mine here at Bob McKenzie. Um, I have no idea what he's doing, but it is not sports journalism. Uh, from these emails, it's clear that he's, um, uh, you know, he's advocating for suspensions for certain players. He's making it pretty clear his biases about certain players. Um, and I, it, it, it has no place whatsoever in sports journalism. And I think that, that to be fair, Bob should, should answer, um, um, I, I really don't like the fact that's a whole other issue that these emails were, were made public, but since they have been, um, I'm, I'm really disappointed what I'm seeing from Bob McKenzie. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to throw the whole works of them into the, uh, into the lump as uh, losers. Yeah, I, I agree as well. Why did, for them to think that way, that's, you know, their right to think the way that they think, but why put that in writing and, for our listeners, if you knew what Rick writes about me, that, <laughs> that'd be top story everywhere across the media. But at least Rick doesn't do it in writing, doesn't put it in emails. So he covers himself <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> so uh, 
that's a whole other debate on the concussions that maybe we'll get into uh, some other time. We're going to take our first break. On the other side, we'll be joined by Brian Rogers, play-by-play broadcaster of the Ice Caps. He'll give us the latest on what's going on in the AHL. Stay with us. This is the Habs 360 podcast featured on allhabs.net. Habs 360 is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us for further details and information regarding this unique marketing opportunity. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. We are specifically interested in individuals who have education and or experience in the following areas, sports writing, translation, editing, forum administration, social media administration, multimedia, graphic design, web development and user support, event planning, and sponsorship and marketing. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit allhabs.net and click the Join Our Team tab today. This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net. This edition of the Ice Caps Report is brought to you by IceCapsHockeyReport.com, your premier source for the St. John's Ice Caps, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. IceCapsHockeyReport.com is a proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. All right, it's episode 174 of the Habs 360 podcast. My name is Chris G. along with Rick Stevens. And joining us for this week's Ice Caps Report, he's the voice the play-by-play broadcaster of the St. John Icecaps. His name is Brian Rogers. Thank you for joining us, Brian. My pleasure, Chris and Rick. Uh, good afternoon from uh, balmy St. John's Mount Pearl, Newfoundland, Labrador, where it's sunny and uh, almost 60 degrees, believe it or not. <laughs> lucky, uh, lucky you. So thank you for taking the time. Uh, so, Brian, the Canadians up here this week signed a goal, uh, Charlie Lindgren a uh, mm-hmm. university goaltender from uh, from the U.S. When I heard about this signing, my first thought went right away to uh, Zachary Fucaldi, who plays for the St. John Icecaps, and I was thinking, how would this uh, affect him, like his future with the organization? Uh, can you tell us about how Fucaldi has been? You've seen him play there game in, game out, so you probably have more insight than we do. How has this season been? Well, you know what, Chris, it's been up and down. I mean, he's only a youngster. You know, he, he comes in highly toted after uh, winning a Memorial Cup with the Halifax Mooseheads a couple of years ago and uh, guiding Canada to the World Junior Championship just the past year. So I think expectations were uh, terrifically high for young Zach Bucali, who's been a winner wherever he's been. So I guess, you know, like the the first thing hockey fans will think of is, is well, this guy's going to be our savior and lead us to the promised land. Well, you know what, that's an awful lot of uh, 
a pressure to put on a young goaltender, and, you know, he's had his moments. I mean, I, I think he's a, a terrific young kid. He's got a great personality. Um, he focuses. He works hard, but he just uh, some nights doesn't, uh, doesn't play up to what I think his standards would be from what I've seen in the past, and I think sometimes it's just a little inattentiveness uh, in, in his preparation early in hockey games. He, he's had a couple games where he's given up some really odd goals and some soft ones, and then he's buckled down after that and made big saves, but games have gotten out of uh, hand early, and he's got the hook a few times. But you'll never hear Sylvain Lefebvre or Donat Dufresne or, or any of the coaching staff throw him under the collective hockey bus. That's one thing that Sylvain and his coaching staff don't do. Uh, Marco Marciano works a lot with he. And he'll probably do the same thing with Charlie Lindgren. And Eddie Squally, of course, has been in the mix. And Ben Scrivens will play tonight. And Dustin Kukarski has come and gone. So it's been a revolving door with the goaltenders. But I think Sachs got a positive future, whether it's with Montreal, that remains to be seen. Uh, being, obviously, a native of the uh, Montreal area, I'm sure uh, he wants it that way. Uh, but he'll have to play a lot. And with Lindgren coming in next year, and I would imagine that's what the Habs signed him for, to push Zach and then maybe ready to go in a few years out of St. Cloud State, uh, that uh, it might be uh, time Zach McCallie may have to look over his shoulder a little bit. Now, he's played the brunt of the games between he and Eddie, and uh, Scrivens, like I said, will start tonight, and Tukarski long gone. Uh, However, I guess if you were to give him a grade, and I and I don't like to do this, but I'd have to say maybe a B minus, if that's fair. Uh, but he certainly has potential. He really has potential. There's no doubt about that. And speaking of uh, Ben Scriven, so he was sent down because of the signing of uh, Charlie Lindgren. He he sent out a tweet on social media when and he wrote, "When life gives you screech, kiss the cod." So, uh, <laughs> have you had a chance to speak to Ben since he was sent down? How do you think he he took this uh, this next step, we'll say, of his career? Well, your timing is impeccable, Chris G, because uh, just this morning, uh, on my way down to do a little prep for uh, tonight's broadcast and go through my media notes and such, and I ran into Ben, joined joined by some of his teammates in their ritual soccer. A uh, game after uh, Sylvain Lefebvre decided to cancel practice, and I just introduced myself to him briefly. We had a brief chat, and I, I said, uh, you know, Ben, I've, I've admired you from afar before. I, you know, he's, he's a great guy. I saw him on Hockey Night in Canada late night one night with Scott Oak, and, and he blew me away. I, I just I couldn't get over uh, how dedicated and how professional he was, and it seemed like he had a deep mind and a big heart. And I said to him today, I said, Ben, welcome aboard. I said, I know it's probably a little tough hole here for you, but I said, uh, it's a beautiful day outside. It's sunny. It's warm. And he said, yeah. And he said, it's a great day for hockey. And uh, he smiled, and I said, I'd catch up with him a little bit later on. So I'll leave him be, let him do his thing. But he's a Polish pro. He's been around. He's been a winner, and he's had a tough Tough goal this year, starting in Bakersfield, then part of the deal where Zach Cassian went to uh, the Oilers. So he, he's bounced around a little bit, but uh, he's had some pretty good games for the Habs this year. I saw him steal a couple wins for the team when they were really down and out, and I, I still think he's a quality person and a quality goaltender now. At 29, uh, does he continue on to play? Does he get an opportunity elsewhere? Who knows? Uh, I guess only Ben will know that for sure in his heart, which, which direction he's heading in. But uh, from that brief exchange this morning, I was pretty impressed. And as I said, after watching him uh, in that about a 20-minute piece, uh, it probably was about a month and a half ago, uh, I was pretty impressed with Ben Scrivens. Brian, Rick Stevens. Um, the, uh, actually, before I ask my question, uh, let me... Let me get an update from you um, on Charles Houdon. Uh, last night in the game against Lehigh Valley, uh, former Canadians, Davis Dorisky and Aaron Pelusha kind of teamed up for a, a pretty nasty hit. And uh, mm-hmm. Charles uh, was, was uh, assisted off the ice, did not uh, return to the game last night. Do, do you have any update uh, on him? Well, Rick is the editor of uh, All Habs Hockey Magazine and your Rocket Sports in Montreal. You know, that's like, uh, 
what uh, I don't know. <laughs> state secrets. I, I, state I, I don't secrets. want to get negative, but I mean, you know, when it comes to soliciting information on injuries and anything, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't go very far. And you and I became friends this year, obviously, in our encounters on the road. Uh, it was a terrible hit on Charles Sudan. It was went unpenalized, which was a mind blower. But well, then again, it wasn't. Rick, you you sat next to me and listened to me rave and rant and and roar on many occasions. Uh, I'm not sure. I know this much. Charles is not playing tonight. Um, so, you know, whether it's long-term, whether he's done for the season, I mean, the ice caps were mathematically eliminated na- last night when uh, both Utica and Portland won, so the ice caps have five games left, uh, and that includes tonight's encounter here at Malwin Center against Lehigh Valley. But uh, he he was down for quite some time, and it, it looked like a nasty hit. It looked like, I think, Drewinsky maybe got him with a bit of a cross-check, but Pelushai coming in, uh, with the late hit, and I, I saw some of the replays on Rogers' television. They broadcast all our games, and it, and it was kind of really hard to tell whether it should have been penalized or not from that angle because it happened so tight into the boards. Uh, but, uh, you know, when any time a guy's laying down there for four or five minutes, I mean, you've got to expect that he's in trouble. And uh, that would be another huge blow. But then, Rick, part of what's gone on all year, both in Montreal and St. John's, when it rains, it pours, and it does a fair amount of that here. Well, let me ask you. Thank you for that, and 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 yeah, I, I, uh, I appreciate knowing that uh, that he won't be in the lineup tonight, and we we wish him well in his recovery. Um, but on a better, uh, lighter note, um, a, a newcomer, Tom Parisi, um, that the Canadians signed from Providence College um, as a free agent, he made his uh, pro debut last week against the Marlies. Um, you had a chance uh, to interview him uh, this week. Um, he, uh, he and his his kind of Long Island accent, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and and actually, I should I should say if um, if fans want to take a look, the St. John's Ice Caps YouTube channel is terrific for all of your uh, the interviews, uh, the one on one interviews you do with the players. And that's where I found the one about Tom Parisi. But but uh, tell us a little bit a little bit about Tom. Very engaging, Rick. Uh, and thank you for the plug on the uh, Ice Caps YouTube channel. Although they've cut my time and efforts down substantially because they want to more of the players and less of my three chins and <laughs> questioning but hey that's all part and part of the process it's uh, hard to keep the youth of today engaged for more than 90 seconds I guess that's the scoop on and why they're cut down but anyways you go with the flow but uh, very engaging young man very bright uh, he certainly uh, to me looks like he's got a lot of upside I guess you know the Habs watched him lead uh, the Providence Friars to the NCAA Frozen Four title last year. They got knocked out this time around. But, um, you know, he uh, he's a pretty – he's not a big kid, but he's, uh, he's a nice skater. He's a puck-moving defenseman. He was uh, in the penalty box when uh, Adam Comrie scored the game winner last night in Lehigh Valley's only power play, ironically, after Houdon got hit. The Ice Caps got six power plays. Lehigh Valley got one. That's all they needed to get the go-ahead goal, and they won that uh, by a score of 4-1. But uh, getting back to Parisi, and sorry to go around the loop here uh, with him, but uh, I was very impressed. Uh, You know, he he didn't do anything really outstanding, but he didn't do anything that would be alarming as well. So I think it's just a matter of time. He'll remain here uh, for the last five games. He'll play. He's in the lineup tonight. He's actually paired up tonight with Josiah Didier. That tells you how young uh, this back end is. Uh, and how beat up it is as well. Half the decors in Montreal and even Barbario's gone, so wish Mark a speedy recovery. But uh, I think that uh, Parisi's got some upside. He'll, his two-way, two-year contract will um, come into effect on Canada Day, July the 1st, and he'll be earmarked for here. But uh, he looks like a, a good young player. Like I said, again, he's not the biggest, but when you can skate move the puck uh, and, and, and a nice pinpoint passer as well, uh, I think there's upside uh, for young Tom Parise wearing jersey five. Uh, the number six that he wore at Providence wasn't available, uh, so he'll settle for five. Whether he gets that next year remains to be seen. Now, you mentioned uh, Josiah Didier, and uh, we had a chance to speak to him last week, and uh, one of the things I said to him is that I would not want to uh, face uh, both he and and Brett Lernow, uh, two big physical punishing uh, defensemen. Uh, Brett's going to make his NHL debut tonight uh, with Good. the Canadians. Oh, that's great! And um, and w- w- for uh, fans that uh, don't know uh, about Brett, w- why don't you uh, 
take us through his season, which, which I, I think to be fair, he started as a pretty uh, raw prospect uh, as the season began, but has, has, uh, has certainly progressed. Yeah, there's no question, Rick. In fact, both he and Josiah, as of late, and especially with the wheels coming off this season here in St. John's and up in Montreal, have made tremendous strides. Uh, you're right. You hit it right on the nail there, Rick. You're very astute in that regard, obviously. Uh, both of them are big, strong kids. Uh, Brett looked a little more raw bone than DJ did, and I think that's because he's a WHL graduate as opposed to a collegiate graduate, a DJ coming out of his home university, Denver U. Uh, but Lernout's really stepped it up. He scored a lovely goal uh, in Toronto a week ago today, opened the scoring, and then the ice caps fell 5-3 in that game. But uh, if I said all those hours of watching Morgan Ellis tape paid off, do you learn? He goes, yeah, he said, I'm starting to fire the rocket. He's a good kid. He's an engaging youngster, much like uh, Parise uh, is. Uh, no shortage of, uh, of uh, raw bone skill. He's got a pretty good sense of humor, and he is a very physical kid. I, I think that if he can uh, hone his skills, maybe improve uh, his outlet passes, uh, maybe work on getting a little quicker, uh, he could be another one that could be a surprise guy in the next year or two for Montreal. They've got some good kids in the stable, and I like Didier a lot. Uh, I just want to reflect on him a little bit. He is, uh, he is solid as a rock. He's a big, strong kid. He's a shot-blocking machine. I think Lernard could add that to his game, too, that would, would help Brett. Uh, but Didier, man, you talk about a fearless warrior. He's, he's learned well from the likes of Darren Dietz and, and Morgan Ellis uh, how to step in front and, uh, and take, uh, take a welt for the team. And that's one thing that this uh, Rob Bowden defenseman, Didier Littleton, Colorado, has done. And Lernard, a Winnipeg kid, uh, has uh, made some nice strides. I like the two of them. I like their game. It's come together very well over the last uh, end of the season. And for what it's worth, Didier has a crushing handshake. Not not since uh, Jean Beliveau, Jean Beliveau, crushing handshake of all time. But Didier, when you shake his hand, you know he's a strong fella. Yeah, well, I, I kind of told him. I said, Rick, I said, and we talk every day. He's really, really good kid. Get to know him really well. We kind of just do the bump now, Rick. Uh, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to <laughs> hang on to my mic, do all those interviews if I didn't do the that's bumps. Pro right advice there. So, right there. Yeah, good stuff. Um, it, just getting in the weeds a bit, um, uh, both Lernow and Dietz uh, are paired together tonight, but they both are used to playing the right side and had looked back through my notes uh, over the second half of, of the, the Ice Caps uh, season. The only time I saw them uh, playing together was uh, on the 5th of March against Albany. Um, so one of them is going to have to play on their, their offside. Uh, I suspect it'll be Dietz because he's got a little bit more um, – uh, experience, but um, you know, how do you see them as a pairing tonight? Well, I guess you know, uh, Darren obviously is you know is taking full advantage of the fact he's got some size and some savvy, and he's only a young guy too. I mean, people have to remember these guys are only second-year pros for goodness sakes. The third-year pros, Morgan Ellis into his fourth, but he spent the majority of last year with Wheeling and has had a bounce-back year. I, you know, I just think the familiarity will be okay. I, I don't think that you're going to see either one panic, but I think uh, I think Darren, if you were to, to ask him, would say, hey, it doesn't matter to him what side he's playing on. And I think that, you know, with Joel, uh, they, uh, Joel Hanley and Brent Leonard were paired together in St. John's most of the years you saw, and they were yep. usually very, very, um, you know, good together. They didn't make a lot of mistakes. You know, and, I, and the, I'm surprised that maybe, you know, like uh, that that's not where uh, the coach is putting him in tonight, but it's none of my business. But um, you're the one who brought it up here, and I'm just going to answer that question by saying I, I think that Lerner would be better served playing maybe with Joel Hanley because they played so many minutes, so many games together in St. John's. But, uh, hey, it's baptism by fire, isn't it? So I'm sure Brett Lerner's not overly concerned. He's probably just he's so jacked up to play tonight and make his uh, NHL debut uh, down in Sunrise that uh, he's probably not worried too much about that and by the way could i ask and gauge you what number that uh, learner's going to wear uh, uh good question think, yeah i don't think they announced that oh yet. sorry guys i didn't mean to uh catch you off guard there <laughs> no worries um, uh, we, i'll we check know the have i'll check the game notes a little later on and have a look yeah we know that uh we, we can't keep you because you have a game to call tonight but we actually oh, you have can keep a, me for a while I'm i'm not in any hurry go ahead well, we've got we've got a caller on uh, on the line, uh, as I'm told, and uh, let me. I see that uh, that they would like to ask you about the impact of hockey analytics on the game today. I know that. 
Uh oh. <laughs> Who's our caller? All right, go go ahead. Hi, this is Amy calling from Allentown, calling in from my favorite AHL broadcaster. Oh, well, thank you, Amy. Nice to talk to you, dear. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm doing okay. I'm a little heartbroken because we're out of the playoffs, and, uh, you know, you toil blood, sweat, and tears all year, and you, you get to finally be the broadcaster of your favorite National Hockey League team. Growing up cheering for Les Bleus Blancs et Rouges, and uh, then to have them both not make the postseason is extremely disappointing. However, you got to try to uh, keep it together and uh, get through the next five games and then just hope for something better in the fall. Me, of course, is our lead contributor for Ice Caps Hockey Report, Amy Johnson. And, uh, she and uh, Brian had uh, quite a discussion all this work together uh, in presenting the Ice Caps. By the way, uh, Brett Lernout will wear number 36 tonight. But go ahead. 36. Thank, yeah. thank you very much for that. But what was the question <laughs> about analytics? Uh, you know how well, much I'm, I... I'm, sa- I'm saying hello to you, sir. This is, of course, Amy Johnson from Ice Caps Hockey Report. I had to call in when I heard that you were going to be on the podcast and uh, have heard that uh, you have heard while listening to your broadcast, of course, the last couple of nights that you had just such a wonderful connection with all of that hockey analytics business in Toronto that that uh, that you saw while you were out there. <laughs> Good for you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I could cheer that. It was just a little little off the cuff. It caught me <laughs> off guard seeing a, a big blazing white van go by with leaf decals on it, uh, the leaf, leaf emblem, and then analytics, the game changer. You know, I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> You don't yeah, have to, I, I don't, don't try to convince this guy that numbers are going to make the game better. It's a foolishness, and I've said it many a time before, and I'll continue. As an old school guy, is that, hey, it's all about brains, heart, and skill. Nothing to do with numbers. Nothing to do with numbers. I, I got grade 7 math, and I'm still broadcasting into my 41st year. So I didn't need math or analytics or anything else to be a hockey broadcaster, and I don't think players do either. Well, That's my I take certainly... On it. Uh... <laughs> Sorry for being so blunt. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I I quite enjoyed hearing hearing your uh, your take on it the last couple nights, and of course, just wanted to uh, to call to to give all of our uh, give all the listeners a, a tip of my hat to you, Sarah. You've been uh, a wonderful uh, wonderful colleague all season long, and uh, to be honest, even on the uh, occasions where uh, we don't make it out for a road game, I still watch on AHL Live, but I listen to your call via the Icecaps website. So I encourage everybody else to do the same because nobody nobody calls a game like you do. Well, thank you very much, Amy. And you guys have been terrific too. And, and uh, as uh, time goes forward here, I'd be more than happy to join you and support whatever your endeavors are. Uh, very impressed with all the work that you and your organization led by um, uh, Rick uh, have uh, put together it's terrific stuff and i've been encouraging uh, uh people around our region too if you haven't uh, you know been to all habs hockey or uh habs 360 or whatever uh, rocket sports media to definitely look it up and uh, they'll be highly entertained and very impressed at the same time i i know that uh, your your passion uh and rick's passion and and members of your staff uh, are much the same as as i am uh, we and I guess he can say it uh, uh, politically correct. Well, I'm going to say it anyways. Bleed blue, white, and red. Red, white, and blue. Whatever it would be, and uh, nothing will ever change. Win, lose, or draw. I'll always be uh, right there for the Habs and the Ice Caps. And I know they're probably leaving after next year, but still keep a watch from them from afar. Amy, how do you find you and the coverage Ice Caps? I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? How do we find uh, you and uh, your coverage of the Ice Caps? Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, of course, um, anyone who's interested in following along with all of the Ice Caps action, uh, you can visit us at uh, IceCapsHockeyReport.com, and you can follow along with us on Twitter at IceCapsReport. Uh, in fact, the Ice Caps, as Brian had mentioned, have another tilt against the, my hometown, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, again tonight. It's kind of uh, it's kind of neat for me. I I live in the the Lehigh Valley area, so it's neat for me to get to see them playing at Mile One, uh, and that's uh, puck drops tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, 7:30 p.m. Newfoundland time. Yeah, that's right, Amy. And there was a few Flyer fans down there last night, including one of my buddies who 
got me to get him a couple tickets. Uh, he didn't come down in his jersey, but he wore his black hoodie with his flyers emblazed on the front and then a Philly hat. So, But there were a number, well, and, and, and I mean, I'm talking double-digit <laughs> numbers of, of Philadelphia jerseys at Mile 1 last night. I think there's a theme going on here. There's that anti-Montreal theme in Newfoundland and Labrador. Most most <laughs> hockey fans are for the Habs or Toronto, as we've well documented, because when uh, Toronto would come to town, it was a house divided, uh, and it was loud and proud. Uh, but uh, there's still that anti-Habs sentiment around here, which kind of rubs me the wrong way. However, fans are uh, entitled to cheer for whoever they want. They pay their good hard-earned money to get into the building. Uh, but I found a lot of that, and uh, when uh, Taylor Mayer... Uh, was uh, Lair, pardon me, was the second star last night, and Martin Moulet, uh with 27 saves was the first star. They got a very nice ovation, and it probably came wow. from a lot of anti-Montreal fans. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's it. Hey, I guess, it. you know, you see Montreal fans everywhere. There'll be tons of them down in Sunrise outside Fort Lauderdale tonight, and there were lots in Tampa the other night. So uh, half bands traveled afar as well. Brian, uh, best play by play in the uh, AHL, bar none. And, and uh, for those listening, if you want uh, to listen to a broadcast in the spirit of, of Bob Cole, Danny Gallivan, uh, Danny just head Gallivan, to, um, to com. There's a listen live link. Uh, you can listen that way. Uh, you can listen on the AHL live um, for home games. And uh, one of the ways I do it is uh, through the TuneIn radio app. It's 9.30 a.m., um, the radio channel in St. John's, and, and you can listen to Brian that way. Brian, it's been an honor and a pleasure, and we really thank you for taking the time to be with us. Well, thank you very much, Rick. And anytime you get mentioned in the same uh, breath as my idol, Danny Gallivan from Antigonish, Nova Scotia. I was born and raised in Halifax. And Mr. Bob Cole, who's in the Hockey Hall of Fame, and he's from right here in St. John's, Newfoundland, and Labrador. That's uh, spine-tingling and very humbly. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I'm there for you guys whenever you need me. And thank you very much for the kind words, and it's been an honor to work with you over this season. Thanks again, Brian. All I right. really thank appreciate you, Brian. My, my pleasure. This edition of the Ice Caps Report is brought to you by IceCapsHockeyReport.com, your premier source for the St. John's Ice Caps, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. IceCapsHockeyReport.com is a proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. All right, we're going to take our final break. On the other side, we'll tackle our question of the day. Should Carey Price play before the end of the regular season? You can reach us via telephone at 1-877-455-4945. You can also reach us via Twitter at Habs360 or the All Habs Facebook page. This is the Habs 360 podcast featured on allhabs.net. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. If you missed a recent episode of the Habs 360 podcast, visit the podcast page on allhabs.net or search Habs 360 on iTunes for our archives. Want to make sure you never miss another episode? Subscribe to Habs 360 on iTunes and all new episodes will automatically download for you. Don't live close to Montreal? Ever feel like you're the only Habs fan in town? Chances are good that there are plenty of fellow fans just around the corner. And HabsTweetUp.com will help you find them. If you're interested in hosting a hockey party in your city, visit HabsTweetUp.com for more details. You'll be connected to other Habs fans near you in no time. Frameworth is the exclusive supplier and distributor of autograph products for some of the best hockey players in the world, including Carey Price, Sidney Crosby, Jonathan Taves, John Tavares, and Alex Galchenyuk. Thanks to Frameworth, Habs 360 listeners can receive free shipping on any order. Shop online at frameworth.com and type in Habs 360 at checkout. Frameworth is an official licensee of the NHL, NHLPA, Hockey Canada, CFL, and the Hockey Hall of Fame. For more information, visit frameworth.com. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? 
Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com. This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net. Well, it definitely would be nice. Um, you know, I've been working this whole time to, to get back, and that's always been my goal. So, you know, if that, uh, if that happens, that's great. But if it doesn't happen, then, you know, I'll be ready in September regardless. So um, I'm just going to keep pushing forward and keep, uh, keep working to, to get back in there. Right now, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I still have some symptoms, but, but I also am trying to get my game back, too. I haven't faced shots in three months. You know, is it, is it it's been it's, it's been hard mentally. I, I've told people before that this has been the most trying year of my career. Um, you know, I feel more tired now than I do when I play hockey. You know, it's just uh, watching. Is, I don't know. It's, I don't know how fans do it to be honest. Um, you know, it's hard to it's hard to sit and watch and not be able to do anything. That's, uh, that's the hardest part about this whole process. All right. So that's it. Carey Price uh, speaking with the media yesterday. Uh, talking about, well, he's with the team now, he's traveling, he started practicing with them uh, as well. So that leads to our question of the day for today's episode. Should Carey Price play before the end of the regular season? Should he start a game? And, well, my previous opinion on this was that if Carey Price is 100% and he wants to play, sure, throw him out there, even if it's a game, even though it's a meaningless game. But now that I heard the first clip that we played where he says he still has symptoms. So that means he's not a hundred percent. So now I'm thinking, uh, you know what? Don't, don't play him. It's, it's not worth the risk. He's not going to go. He never had the intention of going to the world championships as well because his wife is uh, giving birth. So shut him down. And then the big, the next big question after that will be if he's ready and if he should go play in the World Cup. But just for today's episode, we're going to tackle whether or not he should play a game uh, before the end of the regular season. So I'm thinking no. Rick, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I don't know why the Canadians would, uh, would risk it. I understand that he's, uh, it helps him to have a goal. Um, I understand that it helps him to be part of the team, taking part in practices. Uh, that's part of the rehab process. Um, but you cannot risk your your franchise player. And uh, you know, some of the other media outlets were reporting that he doesn't have a full range of motion, and that uh, the symptoms in quotes that that he was talking about refer to um, uh, aspects of pain. And so, um, I. You know, I, I really don't don't see uh, the necessity for for having him uh, play in an absolutely meaningless game. If we look at our Twitter respondents, in the majority, the uh, the consensus seems to be that they don't want him to play. But there's just a couple of tweets that uh, stand out to me. First one comes from Nino uh, Marcy from Laval. He writes. I think you better play one game before he plays for Canada because the fans will not be very happy. And and that's a theory that I've that I approached in a previous episode. I think when it was when he was announced on the roster, it was clear at that time that Carey Price wants to play at the World Cup and he's going to want to play at least one game for the exact reason that uh, that Nino just mentioned that uh, or else He's gonna get criticized if he doesn't play before uh, before the World Cup. Um, some other comments. Uh, Todd writes no. Uh, Russell he writes, I don't see why let him fully recuperate before rushing back and not take a chance of getting another injury. And that's Russell who is writing in from St. Hubert, and I don't think it's uh, from the restaurant. The next one. Tweet comes from Jim Snedden. 
he writes, if Price is healthy and he wants to play, then yes, start him. It will be Price's decision. So I know, Rick, we've, uh, we've gotten some tweets, and I know some of the Facebook comments are pretty much similar to what Jim wrote. If I was in a situation where I was a general manager or the head coach of the Canadians and Carey Price comes to me and he's um, assuming now that he's cleared 100%, the doctors have cleared him, and he says, I want to play a game, honestly, I'd play him if he, if he, if he came to me and he asked. Would, would that influence your decision? Well, I think that that you you certainly take that into account, but you know um, most players will want to play. Most players will mask pain. Most players will, um, you know, exaggerate how well they're feeling. And sometimes you have to protect a player from himself. Um, yeah, I, I mean you have to you have to 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 take their their opinion into account, but. Um, you really, I, 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 again, I, I just don't see the, the need for it. I, I, you know, and 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 basing it on moronic fan criticism about Team Canada, um, I mean, who cares uh, what fans say um, in this regard? Uh, because they have to take care of the long-term health um, of Carey Price. Uh, you know, one of our Facebook uh, commenters, Danny Ween, says the real question um, is whether or not that would have an effect on Team Canada's choice of goaltenders for the World Cup in September. I'm not sure anyone would want Price to be the starter for Team Canada if he doesn't get at least one game in till the very end of the season. I'm sorry, Danny, it, it's just not true. Uh, when when uh, general manager for Team Canada, Doug Armstrong, announced um, the player choices, the first set of player choices, he said, Carey Price is on this team if he wants to be the, on this team. He has no presentation whether or not he plays a game. Uh, and the nice thing about uh, the World Cup is they're going to have a, a mini training camp. And um, so he'll know whether he's ready to go. Um, so, you know, I, I think he has to be, he has to be healthy. There, there has to be no risk of re-injury. Um, and if all of those things are, are, are checked off those boxes are checked then okay let them play but otherwise the risk is just too great and the canadians they signed earlier this week like we mentioned uh, charlie lindgren so that means there's a lot of goldies in the mix when it comes to montreal canadians obviously there's carrie price there's mike condon there's zachary fukali and now there's uh, charlie lindgren who's in the picture as well Rick, how do you see this playing out uh, in uh, going forward for the Canadians and in that specific position? There's actually two others. And let's not forget about Michael McNiven uh, with the Owen Sound attack. He's having a terrific season. Um, he's, a, he's another one. Uh, Lindgren, of course, Price, but Lindgren, Condon, McNiven, and, and Fukali are all under contract. Um, McNiven was fantastic in the um, uh, last year's camp. Um, and having a great season. So, you know, um, playing junior hockey, uh, but he's someone to keep an eye on. There's also Hayden Hockey at uh, Providence College. Um, he's just a, he was a freshman there this year, um, a, um, a draft pick, a prospect. Uh, more of, uh, I, I can't remember if he was a fifth or sixth round pick, um, but uh, more of a long-term project. But the, the Canadians have some internal competition. And um, as, as Brian Rogers said, um, Zach Fukali, you know, he was thrust into a very difficult situation this year. He was never expected to be um, the go-to guy, the starter, the number one um, in his first pro season uh, with the ice caps. And he's had a, a you know, an up and down adjustment um, to pro hockey, still getting to learn the HL game. Um, but now you have a, a, a guy like Charlie Lindgren, who's a couple years older, um, uh, coming into the system and, and uh, stepping up the competition. So I think it's good. Um, you know, the, the Canadians found themselves with their pants down this, this year. Um, Mark Bergevin wasn't willing to go out and get a solid backup uh, like a James Reimer um, in, at the end of November uh, when it could have helped. He, he, 
you know, did the stopgap with Ben Scrivens, and Ben Scrivens was certainly no better than Dustin Tokarski. Um, so they've they've added some with Charlie Lindgren. They've they've and uh, with the prospects in the pipeline, uh, McNiven and, and Hockey, they've uh, they've shored up their goaltending and have have improved their depth uh, considerably. Yeah, and and I think that maybe next season uh, at the training camp, uh, just like the Canadians start off the season with three goalies. Obviously, next season they won't be in that situation because they won't have to go through uh, waivers when I'm talking about Fukali and uh, Lindgren. But who knows, maybe at some point during the season, one of these goalies may be used as a trade bait to hopefully get a uh, a top six forward that the Canadians need. Obviously, it won't be a one-for-one trade, but it'll be part of the package. And just a tweet that we got uh, from uh, Blaine, newest member of the uh, allhabs.net team. When it comes to the future, he writes, the acquisition of Lindgren is added depth and more options for trades to improve the uh, top six NHL talent. And then our last week comes from Todd Tomander, who is actually a, a referee at a, the uh, Quebec Junior Hockey League. So if you see him on the ice, tell him that we did read his uh, tweets on the air and say hello to him from, uh, from us. He's a friend of the show. So he writes, that, uh, sorry, I just lost it here. So he writes that they'll be fighting for a number one spot. And then there's a dot, dot, dot for the ice caps. So that's what he's expecting to happen uh, next year. So thank you very much, uh, Todd, for the uh, the tweet. So it'll be interesting to see how this goaltending situation uh, plays out itself. Uh, short term, over the next eight days, as we see if Carey Price will get a start, and then during the off season and early next season, definitely it will uh, be a, a great storyline that we'll be following here for you on the Habs 360 podcast. Rick, it was another great episode today. I sure enjoyed it. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thank you very much as well to uh, Brian Rogers, the voice of uh, the uh, Ice Caps. You could go to uh, the Ice Caps website to get more information on uh, how to listen. Their their next games, the Ice Caps are playing tonight as well. Canadians have three games this week, starting tonight against the Panthers, and then the Panthers are back in town on Tuesday. Then on Thursday, the Canadians heading to uh, Carolina to face the Hurricanes, and that will lead us to uh, next week's episode, where we'll be on the game day of Game 82, the final game in the Canadians' regular season. The season will finally be over. My name is Christy at Canadian on Twitter. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following us on Habs360. We'll talk next week. For the latest news on the Montreal Canadiens, follow us on Twitter at Habs360 and visit allhabs.net. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.